Amen. You can be seated. Good morning, everybody. I'm glad to be in church today. Yes, awesome. My name is Nicholas Preston, and I have the honor of serving as one of the pastors here at Life Church, and I'm excited to share with you uh, the word from Psalm 27. But before we do, uh, this last week was youth camp, and uh, it, yes, and it was such an honor to be out there for a couple of days just serving. And I just want to give a quick shout out to Mason and his whole team for all of the work that they put into making this week incredible. We have some pictures to show. We have some fun tubing rides, uh, lots of games, uh, the messages. I was out there Monday night and Wednesday night. It was cool to see just the breakthrough that took place um, throughout the week in the students' lives and to see the presence of God show up. And uh, so I want to say thank you, Mason, for all the work and even just all the prayer that went into just really stewarding an atmosphere to really hold those students' hearts with deep concern and care that they would encounter Jesus. And so thank you to the leaders as well, who are probably still exhausted um, from a long week. A couple of quick um, things that are really exciting. When you give to Life Church, part of what the ministry that we do is just to our own students as well. And so Last week, 19 students benefited from the camp scholarship. We gave out over $3,000 to students to help them attend camp this year. So thank you, Life Church, for your generosity. Yes, 19 students benefited from that. So thank you. It was fun to be out there. Well, um, this morning we're going to dive into Psalm 27. And if you wouldn't mind, can we just pray one more time? Uh, maybe for your heart, maybe for my heart. But let's just give this space and this time to the Lord this morning. Jesus. We love you, and we thank you for your word, and we thank you for your presence. Holy Spirit, right now, we just calm our heart and our mind before you, Lord. Would we just breathe in your peace and your rest today? Holy Spirit, we invite you to speak to our hearts, to make this message personal to me, Father, to anyone who's listening. Lord, you know exactly where we are at. You know, the burdens we carry, the things we are going through. So right now, Holy Spirit, we give this time to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, this summer we're in a series in Psalms. And it's been exciting and, uh, to, to, to go through different chapters and to have different people communicating. And it's really an honor to share today. And our whole goal with this series is to look at... What does it mean, what does it look like to have this real and authentic relationship with God? What does this look like? So from different chapters and Psalms and different experiences, how can you and I grow in our relationship with the Lord in a real and authentic way? I think this is really important because we can get caught up in playing church, going through the motions, just living our life, and we're missing out on intimacy with Jesus. And so this whole summer, we're diving into this. I want to encourage you, lean in. There's so much more God has for you, and especially when it comes to our relationship with him, to grow in our intimacy. So to, to, to grow in a relationship that is honest, one that is without a mask of religiosity or knowing the right answers, one that, where that mask is removed and we're just real and authentic with the Lord. So that's the whole big overarching goal of this whole series. And so today, um, I want to start out with this one thought to kind of kick off where we're going today. And I promise I won't go forever. But um, th this thought is this. When we're going through our days, the, mo the emotions that you and I experience, the emotions you and I experience throughout 
our days are invitations to a deeper and more authentic relationship with Jesus. How many of you in this room want to be honest this morning and say, I experience a whole variety of emotions throughout my day? Anybody this morning? Maybe Monday, maybe it's throughout your week, yeah? I know for me, sometimes Monday can feel a certain way. (laughs) And then by the time I get to Friday, it's like I've experienced two different lives. Do you know what I mean? It's like this, I had this whole massive journey in this week of just emotional journey with Jesus. And I want to encourage you this morning, all of us, we go through our days and we experience emotions that range just across the spectrum. And those are invitations to develop a deeper relationship with Jesus. It's kind of like maybe getting some good news. I don't know, the twins won something, you know, <laughs> won a game. You're like, hey, did you hear? Did you see? I mean, we text our family, like, man, did you see that walk-off home run or whatever it is? Or you get some good news about something, you got the job, or something finally came through, or you find out you're expecting, or, or we're engaged, and what do you do? You want to reach out, you experience this motion of, of gladness, of excitement. And so you reach out to a friend, you reach out to a spouse, you reach out to a parent, and I want to, I want to let you know how many have also just experienced like something really sad and gotten some really bad news. Maybe you've lost a child or something didn't come through or the job thing fell apart or you never believe what happened, but I just found out this today. We experience these emotions. It could even just be sitting at the light and somebody cuts you off. There's emotion there, right? Can we be real today? Or you're filling up your gas. (laughs) There's emotion there. There's all kinds of emotions we experience throughout the day. And I want to encourage you. These are invitations to go to Jesus. All day, every day, throughout your day. To really interact with him in an intimate way. Jesus, right now, man. Lord, bash their teeth in. They cut me off. No, not quite. (laughs) But Jesus, I'm so excited. Ever, Ever experienced this kind of elation? This sort of just gratitude bubbles up within your soul, your spirit. It's like all is well for a moment in the world. Something with your, with your children or maybe his grandchildren, it's just this joy begins to bubble up. Take that to Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for all of the blessings in my life. Thank you for your goodness, God. Or you're going through your day and you experience something really difficult, really sad, and in that moment right there, Jesus, this hurts. God, I'm afraid right now. God, I'm frustrated right now. Go to him. He's real, and he wants a relationship with you. Maybe this is new to you. Maybe some of you do this, but I'm growing in this myself. To meditate constantly on the word and on the Lord. And I see my emotions not as just something I need to stuff, but something that I can bring to Jesus. In 1 Peter 5, 7, it says this, Give all of your worries and cares to God, for he cares for you. God cares for you and everything that you are experiencing. So first, I want to encourage you, church. Take it. Take everything to Jesus. So maybe for some of us, we're really good at taking it to people, right? Like immediately. I think with cell phones nowadays, it's so easy to just jump on. If you, if you, blah, 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 like, Do you know about this? I just experienced it. We just run to people maybe really quickly. But I want to encourage you with this thought today. Like first, take it to Jesus. First, take it to him. Don't miss out on that opportunity 
And second, what I want to look at this morning is to take this sort of emotion, this sort of authentic relationship with the Lord also to other people. They are a gift in your life to help you. The body of Christ is a gift to help us. So take it to others as well. In Romans 12, 15, it gives us this instruction. It says, be joyful with those who are joyful. And be sad with those who are sad. Galatians 6, 2 says this, share each other's burdens and in this way, obey the law of Christ. So I kind of want to just dispel maybe this myth that you and I experience all kinds of emotions, and if we're real and authentic and remove the mask, sometimes it can be kind of ugly. And I just want to say this this morning, that it is okay to not be okay. Sometimes when we're in the office, like we're chatting, and I'm trying to get better at it when somebody's like, hey, how are you doing? And I want, you know, it's just tempting to be like, good, everything's great, praise the Lord, you know, like move on. I want to be better at, like some days, no, I'm, it's re- I'm really heavy. Some days I'm just, I'm not really doing okay, like I'm struggling with some thinking or I'm, and I want to be more honest, and Mason and I were chatting one time, too. It's like, you know, it's okay to have a, a bad day, and it's okay to be honest about this. Can we at least be real and authentic with each other? And I love that kind of environment. So, church, I want to say this this morning. It's okay to not be okay. That's all right. It's safe to communicate that to Jesus and to each other. <clears throat> Just this last week, I had this experience. I was really grieving I know all of us have, have experienced loss in our life, if it's a loved one or if it's something that you love to do, whatever, whatever it could be, you've experienced loss. And we go through this process of grieving as humans. And so just this last week, it was kind of like Sunday, Monday, and it kind of was around around camp for me personally, just lots of memories, and I was out there some, and it just was bringing back this flood of, of stuff. Can I be real today? Can I be honest today? And so Sunday, Monday, just really kind of, I think the word is heavy, have you ever been heavy before? Just kind of like, man. And I was kind of having a hard time identifying what it was. But I knew I had to like dig deeper. Like, what is this? What am I sad about? What am I heavy about? What's off? And I was trying to take it to Jesus. You know, practice what you preach. And I was trying to go to the presence of God and, and take it to him and interact with him in a real way and give it to the Lord and just, God, but I was, it just wasn't, it wasn't breakthrough, wasn't coming and really, breakthrough came for me, and I want to encourage you this morning, like maybe you need some people like this in your life, but I came home Monday night, and I was just like, my wife, my wife knew. You ever have those people in your life, like, are you okay? But it's not like, how are you doing? It's not like this simple, like, how are you doing? It's like, how are you doing? <laughs> like they know something is off, and they know it, but they're kind of asking to see if you know it. <clears throat> and I'm like, I just, I think I'm grieving, and I just laid on the floor, arms out, and just begin to cry. Just begin to cry. And my wife is, she really is the greatest gift to my life. She's my best friend. She's going to school for spiritual direction, so she's my personal spiritual director. <clears throat> but we need people like that in our lives where we can say, I'm not, I'm not okay. I'm really sad today. And here's why. We need people like that in our life. We need each other in real and authentic ways where we can cry out together, we can rejoice together, and we can weep together. Where it's okay to not always just be, everything's great. Because there's moments where it's not. So church, 
So I want to encourage you with this thought too, like we cannot become this place or be a place of just like self-righteous sort of performance-based acting, like we have it all together. I figured it out. I figured out how to avoid bad days. I figured out how to be perfect. I figured it all out. I don't have to grieve. I'm perfect. And really underneath is maybe all this shame and guilt for, for those times where we truly are struggling and truly not okay. Have we not all experienced pain? Have we not all had moments of struggle? Yes, of course. So can we be real about that? And so what I love about this series is we're diving into this. I can be real about this and not have to feel shame and guilt. A couple thoughts is that if you're struggling with the idea of just empathy towards people who are struggling or who are going through something, like you just kind of like get over it. Come on, pull it together. Anybody have children? (laughs) Really? Come on. (laughs) Like, you're crying over that again? It's nothing. You know, whatever. If if that's kind of your attitude towards people in general, like, man, they're just so emotional. I just can't believe it. Just pull it together. Come on. Think of all the good things. Just severely lacking empathy towards people. I just want to give you a thought. It might sting a little bit, but I know this has been me. Sometimes those who are least empathetic to the pain and the processing of others are the ones who have not opened up about their own pain. And so we kind of, come on, pull it together because your honesty makes me uncomfortable about the lack of honesty in my life. And I just, I really I just really believe, I really believe, I've seen breakthrough in my life. The more honest that I am, the more attracted I am to honesty. The more authentic I choose to become. Just this last week in staff meeting, just to open up, like, I'm struggling with this today. And just be able to communicate that without shame or guilt. It's amazing. We're going to get to the other side of this too, but let's start with this, being real with where we are at. So when you're living authentically, you're attracted to authenticity. I had this quick experience this week. At camp too, the speaker was sharing and did a really nice job. And on Monday night, he just kind of briefly went said this in his message. He said, "Yeah, you know, it was really quick and passing." He said, "Last year, I um, <clears throat> lost my dad to COVID, and he was like 57, 56 or 57 years old, perfect health and gone." And then he just kind of like moved on in his message, and it just like it hit me like a it just hit me hard. It's like no way. What would that be like? I can't imagine. My, my thought was just like, is he okay? So he kept preaching. And I thought, I just, it was heavy on my heart all week, and I happened to be out there again Wednesday. And I just thought, Lord, if there's an opportunity to ask him how he's doing, that would be amazing. I kind of want to just pry and be like Mr. Snoopy, but like, <clears throat> wow. Out of nowhere, just losing somebody that you really look up to, that would be really difficult. And so, um, Wednesday night, there was just this moment. It really felt like God ordained it. I said, hey, I heard you share about your dad. You lost your dad last year. How are you doing with that? And what I really appreciated about him, but also I feel like it brought healing, hopefully, to him too, because we were able to pray. He just began to open up about all of the confusion, all of the disillusionment, all of the pain. At the same time, knowing where his dad now is, he's in heaven, but the loss is still real here on earth, 
and just communicating, like, for, for my mom now, it's just like ev- everything has changed because of this thing that happened that nobody saw coming. And so we just had this moment. I just said, can I, just, can I pray with you? I don't have answers. But can I just be of courage to you and pray with you? So we had this moment. And when you are honest about your stuff and struggle, it begins to kind of perk your ears to the struggle of other people. And I just want to encourage you, who are you checking in with? People who have experienced great loss in the grieving process. It's not just this one-time experience and then we're all fine now. There is such a journey. We all know this, right? So who do you need to reach out to today? Who do you need to check on to see if they're doing all right? Do they feel safe with you to be honest about how they are feeling? Remember my grandpa too, when when he lost grandma, it was like years after she had passed. And he was still just grieving. It was just this process. He was just opening up about some things, some regrets that he had. I thought, wow, what a journey that this, we are all in. The losses that we have experienced in life. It's okay to be real about that. <clears throat> we don't just go through traumatic things in our life and just brush them off. Like, we're fine. We're fine. Having bad days doesn't mean you're less of a Christian. Struggling in your faith doesn't automatically mean something is just terribly off. Oh, no. Fix it. You can't escape being human. I can't escape being human. And as humans, we're created with a soul that has emotion. Good days and bad days. Rejoicing and grieving. Laughing and crying. Celebration and pain. So church, I have a point here I want to make today. Is that we have to become authentic with our humanity. We have to become authentic with our humanity. Really, the truth is, we are all in desperate need of Jesus. That is the truth. You and I are in desperate need of Jesus. But the question is, how aware of this am I? And how aware of this are you? Desperate need of Jesus. Desperate need of a Savior. How aware of this are we? In Mark 2.17 it says, When Jesus heard this, he told them, Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. Desperate people do. I have come to call those, not to call those who think they are righteous, but those who are aware, those who know they are sinners, those who know they need Jesus. How aware of you are today of your humanity. So, it's okay not to be okay. And church, Jesus meets you right where you are at. Jesus comes to that place when you open up, this is where I truly am, It's okay not to be okay. He meets us there. But there's this other truth that I want to start to tap into now today is that Jesus doesn't want to leave us there as well. Amen? He meets us where we are at, but he does not want to leave us there as well. So being authentic about your pain and struggle does not mean you are denying the promise of God. But there needs to be this tension this tension that we hold, where on the one side we are so real about our pain, our humanity, and our struggle, and on the other side we are equally as authentic and real about who God is and who his word declares him to be in your life. Does this make sense? There's this tension of both. And I would argue that this is vital for Christians to hold this tension And this is what brings me to Psalms 27 today. We see this with David. We see this in Psalms all the time. He is so real about all of the yuck, about all of the pain. 
And at the same time, he's reminding himself, and he's so confident about who God is. It's both at the same time. And this is what authentic worship is. This is what authentic relationship with Jesus is. So David, completely honest about his fear, the emotions, the battles, the struggles, and at the same time, almost in the same breath, he is declaring and reminding himself who God is. So my question is, can we be authentic with our pain and while at the same time being completely authentic about the promise of God, can we hold this tension Can both of these realities exist at the same time? Can we wrestle with this? I say yes. Otherwise, we fall into one of two extremes, okay? There's two extremes that we can fall into with this whole idea of being real. Is one, we can just get stuck in our own pain. We're just completely real about our pain. Life sucks. I'm struggling. And this is just where we get stuck in our pain, And it's a good place to start, but Jesus doesn't leave us there. Or the other side of the extreme is this. We're kind of living a superficial, sort of denying reality sort of life. Just slap some Bible verses on it and call it good. There's really nothing for Jesus to heal here. Me? Struggle? No. I'm good. Everything's great. Liar. (laughs) Jesus needs to heal. You're lying. (laughs) Altar call. Now, let's go. And I think Jesus came after this big time. Did he not with the Pharisees? We're going to look at Paul later on, too, who says some interesting things. But there's one of two ditches, so we got to hold this tension. And I believe we can do this well. I believe we can do this well. It's a journey that you take. So I want to take a look at now today... Hopefully you're being encouraged in the last couple of messages as well to be authentic with your pain, to lament like Doug was talking about and Dave was talking about, um, just to be real about, it's, it's just even just scream at God. I've had those moments like, what, the what, the what is going on? <laughs> this was not the plan. But today I want to, to, to see if we can have an authentic confidence also in who God says he is. So, the first part of Psalms 27 opens up with this, and it's beautiful. We could spend the rest of our time together right here and call it good. It's amazing. The first verse says this, The Lord is my light and my salvation. And then David asks this like rhetorical sort of question. So, whom, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? So I want to ask you this question today. Let's be real and authentic. How are you doing with fear today? How are you doing with fear today? There are so many things going on in the world today. (laughs) Have you noticed? (laughs) It's unbelievable what all is being brought to the surface in such a short amount of time, it's like, what's next? This is, this is crazy. I would have, never, would have never thought. And there's a lot of things, though, right now that it is this promoting a spirit of fear. Fear of the future. What's going to happen next? There's rumors of this, rumors of that. So much division. All the stuff. 
There could just be a lot of fear, a lot of unsettling. I mean, in the, in the last couple of years of just my life, and I know in probably yours as well, has been the most unsettling couple of years of my life. I'm like, where were the good old days? You know, <laughs> is there a song about that? But it really has been. And I needed this passage this week, me. It was setting me free. I was starting to be like, wow, this is helping me. The Lord, wait a second, wait a second, stop. The Lord, the Lord is my light and my salvation. So whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? Whom shall I fear? One of my favorite preachers um, says this. Remember the song? He's got the whole world in his hands. Anybody? Come on, Sunday school people. Yes? He's got the whole... We could sing it, get it going. Do it, get around going. <laughs> Ladies, sing this. God, sing this. <clears throat> um, he's got the whole world in his hands. And it's a beautiful picture of God's just sovereignty and, and bigness and his control. And then the preacher says, but the problem, my, my, one, of my, one of my favorite speakers says, the problem with today is now we have got the whole world in our hands. We've got the whole world in our hands. And in one moment, we're ping, no way. Ping, the stock market's down again. Ping, this, that, all, all of the things across the globe in our hand in one moment. And we are not meant to carry the world in our hands. Church, we are not created for this. Jesus, God, has the whole world in his hands. Can I remind you of that this morning? Maybe some of us, me included, <laughs> need to stop being so concerned about what's happening globally and get more intimately connected with what's happening with my neighbors. What's happening with the person that I meet? At? We're so distracted and fearful about what's happening across. Did you know I mean, there's a shortage of this and there's a shortage of that and just... Holy smokes, I can't handle that. But what I can do is be faithful to my, my wife and my kids with the Lord's help. And I can talk to my neighbor and love them. And no matter what's going on globally, I can do that. That still hasn't stopped. Do you know what I mean? <clears throat> so, how are you doing with fear today? How are you doing with fear? The spirit of fear is a counterfeit to the spirit of faith. It's from the enemy. And if you or I are struggling with fear today, let's be real about it. There is no shame. I was this week. I'm going to take it to Jesus, though, and I want to open up with others about it because it's robbing from you. It's stealing from you. And God, I believe, wants to break the spirit of fear today. And as we worship and hopefully pray afterwards that if you are struggling with fear and you're so consumed with everything that's going on, let's give it to Jesus. <clears throat> Fearful about your children, uh, the grandchildren. Um, what is it today? How are you doing with fear today? 2 Timothy 1.7 says this, this is beautiful. God gave us his spirit. And the spirit doesn't make us weak and fearful. 
Instead, the Spirit gives us power and love. He helps us control ourselves. Romans 8.15 says this, The Spirit you and I received does not make you slaves. Otherwise, you would live in fear again. Instead, the Holy Spirit you received made you God's adopted child. By the Spirit's power, we call out, we call God Abba. And Abba means Father. All right, moving on now in Psalms. We're not going to go through every, so calm down. There's 14 verses. We're not going to go through all of them today. But that first verse was amazing this week. Let's move on to verse 2. When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, think about that. Holy cow. The war break out against me, even then I will be what? Confident. The word confident here means this. To feel secure, to be unconcerned. The war break out against me, even then I will feel secure and I will be unconcerned. How is this possible? Are you familiar with this kind of confidence in the Lord? It's a journey for me, but I want to get there. I want to be real with where I'm at, and I believe Jesus wants to move me into a real and authentic confidence in who he is. This isn't just hype, like, come on, do better. This is real, authentic confidence in our God. And we need this today, church. Christians, believers, we can live like this. And I want to encourage you, invite you into this wrestle. So how was this possible? Well, the Lord is my light and salvation. I can be unconcerned. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. This reality changes everything. So how is your confidence in God today? How secure do you feel in him right now, where you sit? When you think about God, how confident do you feel? How secure do you feel? And I'm not just talking about knowing confidence in your head that maybe can produce arrogance, I'm talking about a confidence in your heart and your soul. Do you know, do you believe in your God? Psalms 91.4 says this, He will cover you with his wings. Under the feathers of his wings, you will find safety. He is faithful. He will keep you safe like a shield or a tower. Worship team can come up and get ready. So now we're going to move from David declaring who God is and confidence in God. And now I want to shift, as the worship team comes on up, to the next portions of Psalms where David begins to describe the passion of his heart. David begins to describe the passion of his heart. God desires our confidence to be in him and our passion to be for him only. Psalms 4, verse 4 says this. One thing. Think about this. This is crazy. This is some really intense and intimate language. One thing I ask from the Lord. One thing I ask from the Lord. This only do I seek 
that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Church, I have three questions. What are you seeking? This is for me. What am I seeking with all of my heart? What is the passion of your heart today? What is the passion of my heart today? And where do you run for safety? There are so many counterfeits today. So many counterfeits today where we run and go to to find shelter, where we go to find safety. If this is in place, I'm going to feel safe. If this is okay, I'm going to feel safe. And if it's not Jesus this morning, I want to ask the question, why? If Jesus is not the only thing you are seeking, why? If Jesus is not the passion of your heart, why? If Jesus in his presence is not the place you run to for safety, then why? Not with shame or guilt or condemnation today, but as an invitation, why? What has gotten in the way? What has replaced this confidence? What has replaced my safety? What has replaced the passion of my heart today? And can we be real and authentic about that? And open up to Jesus today? If it's not Jesus, why? In Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, 37, it says this. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. I was reminded a couple years ago, I was really in like one of the, um, and I know we can all relate to different seasons where we just, it was felt so hopeless. It felt so dark. I had like stepped out to trust God and like a couple doors had gotten just shut as I stepped. It was such a like sort of rejection, sort of like, God, what is going on? Have you ever had those moments where you, you it's hard to like even breathe? It's hard to like, I like, I just gotta go, I gotta go lay down. I, I don't even know. It's like too much right now. The, the, the pain, the confusion, I'm like shutting down. If you've ever had that in your life, in your walk with the Lord before, something just, I can't take this. And I don't, there was such a draw, and I believe this is the draw of your heart, and this is the invitation. There was such a draw to the presence of God in those moments. So what I would do is go to our office, <clears throat> our room where the piano was. And I'm really glad my mom forced me to take piano lessons. Because <laughs> I would just go and sit down and play the piano and worship. When nothing, when nothing felt safe, when everything was super scary, when I did not know what was going on, the only thing that felt safe was the presence of God. Do you know what I mean? His dwelling felt safe. And so there was this one moment where I sat down on the piano bench and I just cried. I was like, God, my heart hurts so bad right now. It just hurts so bad. <clears throat> and I don't always get this, and so I'm not trying to be super spiritual, but Jesus is real. His presence is real and he shows up. And I cried out to God, and I felt just this, this, his presence in the room, which I do experience often with the Lord. But I felt an even heavier sort of presence where I felt like his hand was coming down to my shoulder. 
And I said, Jesus, my heart hurts so bad. And I, I felt like I heard this impression back. Again, it's, but I felt like I heard Jesus say, my heart hurts too. And he was just there with me in the pain. And he identified with the hurt right there. I said, Jesus, then fix it. <laughs> Anybody, do something. This isn't fun. Make it all go away. Where's your magic wand? Come on, let's go. Do something. God, make it go away. And again, I just felt him say, like, son, I'm a gentleman. I don't force my way. I keep inviting people. I keep inviting. And there's an invitation for you today to come to his presence, to be real with God. And it's this morning, it is Monday morning, it's Tuesday morning, and songs have come to me in the presence of God, and they're for me. This is why music, I love worship. I love music, I love lyric, I love melody, because it helps me relate to Jesus. It helps me experience his presence. It helps me communicate to God, I need you now. So a song would come to me like, in the morning, when I rise, I give you my heart, God, a thousand times. For you are the anchor of my soul. You are the shelter, God, where else can I go? With all of my heart, God, I trust you again. Whatever may come, Lord, I place in your hands. Your presence surrounds me and your voice from within. For you are my father and you are my friend, so I trust you again. Trust you again. I want to encourage you, church, to open up with the Lord, to be real with where you're at as you're going through your days, to open up an authentic worship to him. Paul said this in Philippians. He said, some of these things, all of his accolades, all of his achievements, he said, I once thought, I thought these things were, were really something great. I was just so boastful and prideful in these things. But now I consider them nothing because of Christ. Even more, I consider everything to be nothing compared to knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. To know him is worth much more than anything else. Because of him, I have lost everything. But I consider all of it to be garbage so that I can know Christ better. I want to be joined to him. Being right with God does not come from my obeying the law. It comes because I believe in Christ. It comes from faith in God. I want to know Christ better. Yes, I want to know the power that raised him from the dead. I want to join him in his sufferings. I want to become like him by sharing in his death. Then by God's grace, I will rise from the dead. Church, is it too much to be all in with Jesus? These are kind of like rhetorical questions. Is it too much to seek him only? Paul would say, no, everything else is garbage compared to knowing Jesus. Is it too radical to be all in with Jesus? So my final thoughts today. Fear not. Put your confidence in God. Seek his face only. And finally, as we get ready to worship, wait on the Lord. The last two verses of Psalms say this. Here is something that I am still sure of. 
I will see the Lord's goodness. This is a different translation. It says, while I'm still alive. So wait for the Lord. Be strong and don't lose hope. Wait for the Lord. Will you stand this morning as we worship Jesus? If you're comfortable, you don't have to, but if you want to just posture yourself to receive from the Lord today, to just raise your hands, to open yourself up, Jesus, right now, we declare, Father God, we say where we're truly at this morning. Jesus, we bring to you all of our pain. We are real, God, about the struggle. We're real, God, about where we're truly at. God, I pray for the heavy heart today that they would open up to you. Maybe it's been a really hard week. And today I just pray for breakthrough in this place. And as we worship you right now, God, I thank you that we can authentically declare who you still are. Even though we might be experiencing this, you are still this. And there's this beautiful tension. And Lord, I pray that Life Church would be a church that worships you and declares who you are, God. Help our confidence in you to increase today. I pray for encouragement in this room today that our hope and our faith would be encouraged and built up, not in some false thing, but in the true reality. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? Jesus, we give you this time right now. Have your way. Come on, church, let's worship him and let's praise him this morning.